this is Larry Nemechek, and if you're not listening to Trekmate, well, you're not listening to Trekmate. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Trekmate podcast. Its continuing mission to entertain, enlighten, educate, and talk all things Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack all hands battle stations. Don't worry, we will get to the bottom of this. All right. Ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. Hello and welcome to Trekmate. My name's Wayne Emery. Hello, I'm Jude Hawkins. Ah, back together at last, my friend. Yes. Yes, indeed he do. I'm glad to be back. Even though we fucking talk to each other every day, it's I still know. a pleasure to be <laughs> on opposite sides of the computer screen. Yeah. No one else knows that. That's just our little secret. I know. that Our little secret that really we're very good bum buddies at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Chat until 2am in the morning. That's it. <laughs> much, much to our wife's disgust. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Oh dear. So, uh, how have you been keeping? You keeping well? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Ups and downs this week. Trying to stay positive. I've been listening to a lot of um, Wilderness, uh, In the Wilderness, for people who aren't aware of it. Um, um, a pod done by JD and Fez between what was it, 2012 they started? It was so about, about two, 2015. Yep. Yeah. Um, mainly based around um, Deep Space Nine, or, well, all things Deep Space Nine, as Rick says. But yeah. they cover all sorts of stuff on there, as you know, Wayne, with their nerd corner and all that. And I absolutely loved In the Wilderness. Well, that's it. Just like I did with Trekmate a couple of years ago, I'm, I'm determined to go through every single one. So I'm getting near to the end of 2013 at the moment but mm-hmm. it's uh, it's good because it feels recent enough and like I built up a bit of a relationship with both of the guys online and they're both really cool and I think by the time I get to the end of the pod mm-hmm. I'll probably be petitioning for those guys to come back in some shape or form because it's a, an excellent pod and I definitely recommend anyone go list, go back and listen to that just as I'm doing right now yeah no I think uh, I think they uh, should definitely well uh, JD still does uh, his That's own right, pod yeah. in Nerd Corner so uh, which I I do intend to listen but as I've said to JD I'm just going to get through Wilderness first mm-hmm. and then I'll you are a that. bit of a stickler for uh, continuity I am yeah I kind of feel the need to go through every single one and then I'll move on to something else and that's it. And then once you're up to date, then you can move on to a new podcast. Yeah, and then join it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, dear. I'll tell you what I've been doing, though. Um, I've been playing a bit of uh, Star Trek Online since it uh, went free to play. I know. I watched you on Twitch. Yeah, so... The first person I ever watched on Twitch. I knew what it was, but I'd never done that, and uh, I'm, I'm glad I did. It looked like it was flowing nicely for you, a lot better than when I was playing it on PC. Uh, months ago. Yeah, no, it was, it was flowing really nicely, actually, because, uh, well, that's the thing. When you're playing on PC, you have to make sure that your PC is the highest spec yeah. uh, that it can be to make sure that it's running at the right frame rate and you're getting everything how it's meant to be. Where at least with the consoles, when they're programming it, they know exactly what the consoles are capable of. That's right, yeah. And they can program it accordingly. So you that's what I've always loved about consoles is just the pick up and play uh, sort of uh, aspects of it. But yeah, and that was my first time uh, uh, streaming on Twitch. So I think I might actually whack on um, some gameplay onto the YouTube channel at some point. Yeah, why not? Why not show, show the people out there who don't necessarily... Um you know, have access to, to those consoles that it's available for at the moment and let them have a look mm-hmm. at 
how how it looks and how it plays. Though I'm not sure, what do you reckon? Do you reckon it needs commentary going through it, or am I? Or would it be fine to just put it up as gameplay footage? And uh... I, th- I think there's an audience for both, but I think uh, commentary can can add to it. But uh, I think there's a lot of people out there who are just happy just to watch the gameplay. But when I was watching you playing it, I was enjoying it so much. I texted you and I told you, like, I'm not going to watch this anymore because I want to play it myself in a couple of months' time and I don't want to ruin it for myself. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing. It's, uh, to be honest, once you've uh, got it uh, on Xbox, I'm looking forward to doing some co op missions. Oh, and that, 100%, yeah. And that will be cool to, um, if we both Twitch stream it and then edit the video together so that we can whack it up so you've got both perspectives playing. Uh, definitely, that'd be great. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, no, definitely. So I yeah. noticed you were you were a human in the game. You weren't tempted to choose any of the other races available. Well, no, I'm Trill. Ah, that'll be because I can't see a close up of you. Yeah, of your face. Okay, yeah. fair enough. So no, I had been thinking, what well, do I start with? Because you get to choose uh, whether you start with Federation, Klingon, or Romulan. Uh, right, as yeah. uh, your species, and then obviously, then you can choose more species when you're designing your character. But I, uh, yeah, no, I decided to go w- with something that you could model more along the lines of your own likenesses. Mm-hmm. So um, I went for Trill. Is there for... much of a? Uh, is there many options on the sort of creator character mode stuff that I'm used to on certain uh, RPGs and wrestling mm. games? Not as much in the sense it's not as in depth as what you may get in some of um, like the uh, I don't play a lot of online role play games, but uh, compared uh, compared to uh, say uh, WWE games, uh, I don't think there is as much um, customizability, but there is yeah. a fair bit. There's enough for you to do. Just enough, yeah. Yeah, there is enough to get by. So, but yeah, no, I, I've been enjoying it so far. I've n- cool. not got hours and hours into it. I'm probably only about five hours into the game. Um, but that's what happens when you've got limited gameplay time. So That's right, yeah, we've only got limited time, the pair of us, haven't we? Yeah. I, th- exactly. I, I think, I would imagine it's one of those games where the more you play it, the more hours you do build up, the more you're going to get into it and realise there there is and... And then obviously they've got the only um, downloadable content as well that they want to sell you. Yeah, later exactly. on, which which does look good. To be fair, a lot of it that I've seen. Yeah, no, it do, it, it does look good. It does look good. But to be honest, I think for the new players to the game, there's going to be absolutely enough content to keep you going for quite a while oh, yeah. before I you think need be a to. Lot there. Yeah. Yeah. So considering how long it's been out and how many missions there's been there's definitely going to be plenty to uh, go round and yeah. it's fun because um the, the uh, like when i was at hubs and stuff uh, there was plenty of people running about like real life people yeah uh, uh, like going off and getting their missions and doing bits and bobs so there is uh, plenty of people playing it at the moment i presume all the people that you're seeing there they're all xbox one users rather than pc I... gamers I, I don't, think... don't know because um, I know that Xbox is getting more and more cross compatibility with oh. um, playing Xbox games and PC games on the same servers. So okay. I I don't know for Star Trek Online, but I I know that Xbox is doing that a lot more, which is what some people are really starting to like because yeah well I think that's good if they can do that but I I imagine also that there's no shortage of uh, people for each platform PS4 yeah. Xbox One whatever it may be yeah no I would have thought that there's uh, definitely going to be enough of a following to especially if you're putting it out free to play people will just check it out and then uh, people get addicted to some on like uh, MMOs anyway so if yeah. it's something that's free and it's like fairly cool and keeps your attention, people will pick it up regardless of what franchise it is. I think it's one one very smart move by uh, Star Trek. I don't know how in control of uh, the game CBS is. I presume a little bit. 
Um, I don't know whether they just pick up pick up the check at the end of the day or whether yeah. they are that involved. I don't know. But I think that's one very smart move this year. What one good decision they've made? Very yeah, good decision. Exactly. Free to play. Exactly because that's the thing, and also as you said, you will get that portion of uh, players who will think, "Oh fuck it, I can't be asked to uh, play so many hours. I'll just buy this." Mm-hmm. And then uh, if 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 you if you do free to play the right way, I think it's absolutely fine in the sense of. If you make it so that if people don't want to spend the hours doing the gameplay just to jump ahead, that's okay. Mm. Apart from it, it winds me up sometimes slightly if that means that they're that when you look at leaderboards of stuff and literally you know that the people at the top of that leaderboard are all there only because they keep on splashing the cash on yeah items and stuff weapons and yeah. Well, I still look forward to it either way. Yeah, no, I definitely do. Definitely do. It's going to be... Uh, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. I'm enjoying yeah. it. So. And once again, if anyone out there wants to buy me an Xbox One, just contact <laughs> us <laughs> on the links below. That's it. <laughs> Jude's not proud. Doesn't even need to be new. Yeah. Second hand will do fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. On a very slightly more uh, sad and somber note, uh, dude, I uh, just wanted to pay uh, my condolences to the close friends and family of Eric Cohn, who uh, some uh, a lot of people may not have even known. Uh, personally, I only knew him to speak to him online and through him writing articles for the Trekmate website. Um, uh, but he was very vocal within the community and also very loved within the community uh, yeah. and uh, unfortunately this past week he did um, lose his fight with depression and took his own life um, which uh, he had been struggling with with some time I'd always read his posts regarding uh, his feelings and uh, it's a very sad situation and mm-hmm. And as such, uh, what I have done on our Facebook page is just put a link uh, with all of the articles that Eric had wrote. Should anybody wish to uh, pay and like uh, read any of his articles that he'd done uh, talking about Trek, because that's one thing that we all uh, did have in common with him was just his huge love for Trek, and he had one of those infectious smiles uh, on his Definitely. Facebook page that. <laughs> that uh, will be missed within the community. So, even though we don't personally know him, he was very um, vocal within the community, and I have spoken to him online. And I, it's it's a sad moment for the community. So, my condolences to his family. Definitely. Um, though on. Uh, a totally different note we are now going to be joined by a long time friend of the show and I know dude this is somebody that you always said mate we need to get him back on at some point oh yeah definitely I've been looking forward to this for a while (laughs) yes so let's go and join a legend and now the guest of the week the guest of the week So we are being joined once again by the legend that is Dr. Trek, Larry (laughs) Nemechek. Hey, I'm a legend in my own mind. (laughs) Oh, you've you've definitely obtained that status. How's it going, Larry? It's good. It's good to talk to you guys. I'm I'm actually talking to you not from home on the west coast, but in Eastern time, um, from Michigan, from my from my host uh, Rob's place here in Greater Detroit, where I've been talking at five different libraries this week on the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. So you know, wow. it's it's a new world all the time, and anytime we can get Star Trek out to folks and and everything, it's it's a good thing. But it's Definitely. been a fun week, and I'm seeing part of the country I've barely been to, and all the library, the friends of the library groups at all these places paid for me to come. They they hosted me and funded it, so so nice. good on them. And uh, but anyway, so and has there been quite a big uh, Trek community in the areas? 
Yeah, I mean, the, some of the li libraries are bigger, some are smaller, and and generally the library patrons who see the flow of things tend to be, I mean, unfortunately, uh, skew. It's like libraries. I I had not had my head into public libraries at least over here, but it's kind of a universal thing. It's like either little kids or retirees, and a lot of people in the <laughs> middle, for good or for bad, don't uh, maybe not maybe aren't the biggest patrons of a library unless they're like you know parents with kids or something. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no, it's been uh, a lot of a lot of so the, you know I always do my show of hands. What brought you? What made you a fan? And go through all the incarnations of Star Trek, and yeah. it's all original series and next generation, all predominantly original series, mm -hmm. and then um, next generation, and then it tails off quickly for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, so so that goes that way. But uh, no, it's been a good time. And, and that's time. probably uh, because, as you said, of uh, just the dovetail of um, the, the people that p uh, do patronize uh, the libraries. Because if if you're mm -hmm. missing like the demographic that's in the middle, th these are the people that did uh, watch uh, DS9 and Voyager and Enterprise. Mm -hmm. As well, so no, that's certainly very interesting. Because there's this there's this rumor that can be very harried if you're like a young parent with little kids. <laughs> I've heard that rumor, uh, Wayne. I don't know if you can speak to that or not, but I've heard that rumor. Which rumor is that? <laughs> about about young parents being very distracted on their time and their. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Oh dear, that's it. Definitely. I, I'm sure all your listeners know that you are you are that demographic. Oh, yeah. That's the thing, honestly, mate. That's the thing. Uh, free time and disposable income is not something of any sort of uh, vocabulary that you know <laughs> at this point in life. Yeah. No, definitely. So uh, somehow you find podcast time. So good on you. <laughs> exactly. Just about. Just about squeeze it in. Yeah. So how? Uh, so what have you got going on at the moment, Larry? Well, obviously aside, we've had a lot with the 50th anniversary going on. I was going to say, you mean aside from surviving the 50th, you mm -hmm. know, there's there's an old song called "I've Enjoyed as Much of This as I Can Stand," but I'm I'm only kidding. No, it's been a it's been an awesome week, and I've I've known a few fans that have have had a, even a bigger summer than I have because they they managed to get to a lot of the official events. But no, it's a really a really this is the biggest convention schedule that i've had in ages and it's it's not just about going to conventions i mean i everybody sh i hope has been able to celebrate the 50th in their own way with their own local friends you know and hanging out um I, i've know, got to be honest i was, I was yeah. really hoping that um they'd invite you over here we, we've got our convention in two weeks time the the same mm -hmm. one you were at two years ago i was i was hoping they were going to invite you but um they've been a, they've been pretty slow on inviting everybody really this year it's a bit odd <laughs> Well, maybe I'll get home and there'll be tickets in my mailbox. No, yeah, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I yeah, think I'd love to I see you there again. I, I never got the chance to speak to you, which I intended to do, but I did well, watch your, on you. your your talk. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was just so busy. It's all so nice of you to admit it in public on on the record here, and you know, and admit to that, and say that everything else was obviously more attractive than no, I'm no, kidding. no. I, I I did watch your talks. I really enjoyed your. It was talk. a lot. Well, the you know the. The, Your the, friend the, from uh, Enterprise, I forget his name now. Um, oh yes, uh, Enterprise Extra is his handle. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had the, the three sessions that I had were all at the stage, which was kind of like doing it in the. I always call that like, that kind of a stage. I call it the um, the uh, the junior high chorale Christmas concert at the mall stage. Yeah. <laughs> Where you're out there performing and everybody's walking by shopping, you know, but but uh, yeah, the parents are there paying attention. Yeah. But no, that was an awesome time. And the club nights were incredible. I loved over at the, the parties they had at night, the concerts with uh, with Vaughn and with uh, and the yeah. Enterprise Band and, them as well. yeah. and Vic, uh, Vic, yeah. <laughs> with uh, Jimmy Darren and uh, some of the fan interaction over there was was incredible. Because there were there were no fences and no boundaries and it's it's pretty loose and that yeah, was pretty awesome. Very cool. But no, it was great to come over there. I think I'm I think I'm kind of in a or hopefully I think I'm kind of in an every other destination kind of cycle. So we'll see how that goes because everyone's its own you know everything is a product of its own time and yeah, and there's an awful lot of people. Maybe. 
Right, right, right. And there's an awful lot of actors and, you know, frontline people, much less behind the scenes folks to get in. So, um, yeah. So it's always a mix. But thank you for the kind words. No, I, ho- I hope to. But no, I did. I got to do Vegas and, um, and we had the, uh, aside from the official, I didn't do the Mission New York, uh, convention. That didn't work out. At that same weekend, I was at, um, uh, Salt, uh, Salt Lake City Comic Con, Salt Lake Comic Con, which is like the third or fourth largest Comic Con in the country, and that was uh, big and awesome. Okay, there was, there was cool. a big weekend. There was the Toronto one and Dragon Con Atlanta and uh, Salt Lake, and then the Mission New York, which was not a huge number wise, but of course it was licensed and official, and uh, they they spent a lot of time and and it was all Trek. Obviously, it wasn't a Comic Con like the other three were, you yeah. know, a multi genre thing. So it was a really intense. Trek weekend, but um, that was the first time that Reed Pop did that. So though that was those were big, but Vegas, and then there was a bigger footprint at San Diego Comic Con. Here is the is the granddaddy of them all, the one the mainstream media pays attention to, and all That's the right, yeah. you know Marvel, DC, and all the different genres and entertainment properties are there. But this was the after years of Star Trek being barely a whimper there. This was the hugest footprint. I mean, I want to say kudos to all our friends at. Um, at CBS Consumer Products and CBS in general, mm-hmm. uh, John Van Sitters and and uh, and and Bill and Marion and Yasmin and just the whole Liz Kalodner, the head of Consumer Products, just the whole team. They'd really worked hard the last couple. Of, in fact, there was even a I, I I've been on the road and I'm going to do a reply blog of this. There was a uh, some young woman wrote and uh, did a blog piece, did a post, I think on io9, about how CBS and Paramount really botched the 50th anniversary celebration this year. I think I'm I've like, read it, yeah. Are we on the same planet? I, I, I think the basic thing was she was mad because there wasn't a CBS TV special or something. And there were, you know, there have been TV specials out the wazoo, all these events, the concert tours we've had, the exhibition shows, the the new academy show i mean there's there's that was great yeah there was the biggest there was the biggest splash for star trek at comic con san diego ever in history which is a huge marketing and makes you know a perceptional perceptual what's the word you know it that's 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 so big in <laughs> if there's such a thing as mainstream geekery San Diego Comic Con is that, and that was a huge yeah. mainstream. You know, in the magazines, the mainstream magazines, newsstand things. There's b- more books, you know, in you know, licensed and unofficial books. I, I just I don't understand what she was saying. So I'll, I'll get that off my chest. I don't know what you guys thought, but uh, and and like you said, you've got your own destination is coming up here in a couple of weeks. But yeah, I don't know. This is like the most visible year for Star Trek ever, and then of course the movie, and then of course. The new series coming, even though it's been pushed back, but it, and that's got the internet, you know, the internet buzzing every time oh, it doesn't do. I was going to ask. I was hoping to ask, like, if you've been contacted at all about about that, if if you're going to be involved in any way or anything, because I don't. I well, it's kind of new ground. I I haven't been to answer your question. No, I mean, uh-huh. I'd like to. Be, I'd love to be. It's you know, it's a it's a new era. The last twelve years went by. We were kind of wandering in the desert, but. Uh, Enterprise was going. You know, the internet's been around since late DS9 and and yeah. um, and Voyager, and then increasingly Enterprise. But we have we've never had a a weekly Star Trek series with social media. I mean, you know, if you think uh, Facebook came out about oh five, oh six, oh seven, oh seven's when I joined, and then Twitter yeah. after that, and then you know everything else that multiplied after that. We've never had a Star Trek in a social media age, so. And all the – just the way things are done now with everything that's been big the last five, ten years. So we'll see what that landscape looks like. And, yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see how that Yeah, goes. it'll be fun, and I'm sure everybody and their dog are going to be doing you know podcasts for it, and people will be blogging. And it'll be a kind of a, a brave new world of Star Trek in the in now. It was really cute. I saw a, a, a tweet from a, from a young lady. A few weeks ago, these things, these are the kind of things that keep it fresh for me and and remind me, you know, to get out of our ruts. Even mm-hmm. you know, I don't care how old you are, how long you've been a fan. You could have been a fan for five or six years at this point and be in a rut about you know, or just have your blinders on or not be aware about how the world is changing and how fandom is changing. I saw a young lady a week or two ago. She, we were in a thread, and I said something about I can't, you know, uh, having. 
so many new Star Trek fans still is exhilarating and also exhausting. <laughs> 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 but um, but this young lady, she was so cute. She tweeted back and said, "I can't wait to live in a time when I can watch new Star Trek." episodes and i was like yeah now, see that's what's so cool i forget to think that because i've been through several eras when there were news you know but it's like think we've had 12 years of new fans and it's done nothing but accelerate you know since the jj movies and since the big netflix and the blu-ray push and all the streaming availability yeah uh, it is this is the first time we've got a ton of new fans who've, who've never had that experience of Waiting for an episode and then yakking about it for a week until the next one comes out, you know. And now yeah. you can, and now you're not just yakking an email on some message board. You're you're tweeting and facebooking and Instagramming it, you know, and everything. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. That'll be exciting. Well, but it's a lot of oppor- a lot of you know new opportunities, and we'll see how it goes. So I'd like to be, I'll be involved in some of that somehow, some way. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Hi. Thanks for listening to this edition of TrekMate. There are a number of ways you can get in touch. You can email TrekMate1701 at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. We're at TrekMate1701. Or, if you're on Facebook, just search for TrekMate and like our page. Remember to stop by TrekMateFamily.com to read our original features and check out some of our sister podcasts. You can find Jude on Twitter and YouTube. He is the official Jude, or just search for Jude Hawkins on Facebook. You can contact Wayne on Twitter. He is at Wayne the Game. If you enjoy the music played at the end of the Trekmate podcast, you can download them for free at StarTrekParodies.com. And if you want to tell the artist just how much he rocks, you can tweet me, Rick Moyer, at Moyer777. Oh, and please stop by iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really does make a difference for us. If you've already done so, then thank you. Once again, thanks for listening to this edition of TrekMate. There may be some things. I, there's a couple of things hopefully coming down the pike in 2017. I'll, I mean, I'll, I will say that. That'll be some new pro- – I mean aside from all my old projects I'm trying to get finished. That's what or, I was just going to say to you. Like, launch- every time I've heard you on um, on this podcast, you're always talking about – The Kong of Wrath. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah like, so for 27 that, years I, now. I, I search for it and I never find it. <laughs> it's it still not actually technically exist or – no, no, it doesn't. I mean, that's in fact that's the new that's the new title. The search for the comic. Yeah. No, this we were originally. I mean, when I started it, I was doing it on a micro budget. I mean, very low budget, just small crew, yeah. just leisurely going along collecting people. And then about a year or two ago, I said, okay, let's try to ramp it up and wrap it up for the fiftieth. Mm-hmm. And then by the time that um, you know Leonard passed away and Adam Nimoy announced his documentary and then his sister announced hers and then all the documentaries about the 50th that have been done. I'm sorry, young blog girl. There have been tons of TV specials about Star Trek. <laughs> um, you know, with all of that going on, I thought, well, this is going to be kind of uh, you know, it's going to be a crowded uh, spotlight here. Why don't we hold off? And then next year is actually the 35th anniversary of you know the Rathacon. And the 35th anniversary of the Con of Wrath, the ultimate fantasy show in Houston. So we're aiming. It's going to be a crunch of a winter, but my goal is to try to get it wrapped up and out by next summer. So we've got a okay, little bit of learning. Cool. Yeah. Well, and I have, always, I have I'll a few more people to, to get on. So, but thank you for asking. Uh, people can still, if they want to toss in and, and donate, uh, there's PayPal links on the page. Um, I'm, I'm One thing, I, I'm right in the middle. After we launched Portal 47, you know, your deep dive to a monthly Star Trek guide behind the scenes, like a mini con all year long, um, that's been taking off, and that's got my first new look of my websites. And we're in the middle here, hopefully for the next couple of weeks, of getting all the other pages turned over to the new look so they look like they were made in this century and not yeah. – um, <laughs> So yeah, so conorwrath.com, people can go there and check that out, whether it's the old page or the new page here in a couple of weeks. Um, cool, I'm you know. sure Wayne will put all the links and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll, we'll we'll thanks for asking about that. that. I, I, you know, at the, when I started this, uh, I told Rod and he, Rod Roddenberry, and he said, uh, well, just don't take eight years. 
that's what happened to Trek Nation, you know, <laughs> his yeah. project. I said, I think we'll beat eight years. So we're sitting on on six now, five going oh, on six. Just like that, though, I'm sure it'll be worth it in the end, won't it, however long it takes. Well, thank you. I'm sure I'm sure hoping so. I just know yeah. we're going to have a really hardworking uh, winter and spring coming up here. Well, I think it's an interesting story. I, di- I didn't really know the story until uh, I'd heard you spoke about it on uh, What a talk. good reason to preserve it in a documentary. How about yeah. that? Exactly. Um Speaking of um, uh, things that uh, needs to be spoke about, I, I think at some point um, I'd, I'd like really like to discuss either with yourself or with um, maybe one of the actual original people who were involved is the uh, letter writing campaign that got season three commissioned. Because I think that's a fascinating point of history that fandom uh, really uh, motivated things like it had never been done before. Well, I, you know, these are the things that it's taken a while for us all to kind of realize. But I've, I've been talking about some of these points the last, you know, we haven't had a lot to do the last twelve years, <laughs> so we've, yeah. we've had a little bit of nasal, navel gazing. We've been able to do right, a little mm-hmm. self analysis, and especially the way the world has changed so much, the communication and pop culture world, and you know, geekdom coming out of the closet, so to speak, and social media connecting so many people, and you, you know what I'm saying, all of this, and mm-hmm. and new new, um, you know, the concept of blogging and the concept of you know live tweeting and the concept of what a so what a campaign looks like, and 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 the impact that the internet's having in all its different ways, and digital media, and uh, how it's changing the way we watch, you know, the way we watch. Do people sit down and watch TV programs at a certain time anymore, or you know? No, never. It's all on demand when you want. Right. Yeah, right, on demand, or they're binge watching, or they're, you know, are they at the very least they DVR it and go back and watch at another when when it's convenient. So some of these things are just are, are you know, it's what I like to do in my own work, and it's what we do at some some parts of the portal when people ask. We have a roundtable every every month, and but it's you know, in my columns and anything I'm doing is is and, and going on podcasts and talking to you guys is connecting the dots and stop. Like what I said a while ago about we get into our ruts and don't realize how fast the world is changing, and just because this is the way it was when I was a young fan or I first got involved or whatever. Uh, things are changing, and we need to remember that it's, it's different for different people. And um, yeah, I've, the last few years, it's it's kind of dawned on me how Star Trek. You know, you talked about the letter writing campaign. That the original Bring Back Star Trek campaign was the first time. I mean, fans had gotten passionate about anything beyond, you know, an act, a movie star, or maybe a singer. You know, mm-hmm. you had movie star fans clubs, and you've got. You know, you had uh, uh, you know Rudolph Valentino or Bing Crosby or Elvis Presley or Frank Sinatra. You know, all through those decades when when mass media was letting people be connected in the first place, and then for people to rise up and make themselves known as a fandom when something was like super hot and had mm-hmm. a ton of fans, and that was a new concept. And Star Trek was really the first time that you know an entertainment property, not just a single person. Had a fan base like that, and there'd been fans, you know, Sherlock. I mean, um, Arthur Conan Doyle talked about how, you know, the Sherlock Holmes fans drove him crazy. You know, we, there's mm-hmm. been a lot of talk, I've seen this recently about the whole creator fandom dynamic and, you know, tension. You know, it's, it's, it's great until it bites you in the ass <laughs> when yeah. the fans turn on you because they love your stuff too much, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And, and that comes out a lot. So anyway, I mean there's so many of these kind of dimensions. But yeah, Star Trek inventing the internet with paper and stamps before the internet existed, you know, with the mm-hmm. well committee and fan clubs and newsletters and and before fan films we had fanzines because fans wanted more Star Trek and you know oh, sorry, okay, okay NBC and T V makers, you can take you can't take it away from us. We'll just make our own, ha ha. Mm-hmm. You know, and that whole fan ownership. And now, you know, and even you know multi uh, what are we? It's the cinematic universes, you know, when oh look, Star Trek had two series and movies going at the same time twenty years before anybody gave it a a trendy buzzword name like it is now with you know all the Marvel and DC and 
and now Star Wars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, all these concepts, Star Trek was quietly back there before it was cool or hip or anybody older than 30 knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know? No, oh, no, totally. I uh, totally understand. And it's, it's, to be honest, it's hard for new fans to understand that old dynamic. Because it's so foreign and so like so absolutely different than what it is now. Right, it's a two, it's a two way street, isn't it? It's old fans realizing what's happening. I should mm-hmm. say veteran fans, even people that came along in the nineties and the inter the Enterprise era. Mm-hmm. You know, and the way media and entertainment's consumed now and watched and packaged, and the way people comment and and. And that's, I mean, you know, a lot. Few, few years back, I was thinking, you know, who cares about what I think or have to say or might do? What, you know, if I'm not, if when the magazines and all the things that I was involved with kind of ended about 2005, and the internet took over, and nobody read Dead Tree Media anymore anyway, and mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, well, who cares? Everything, everybody knows all this stuff. And then it dawned on me that thanks to Star Trek being vibrant and new fans coming in all the time, which is awesome. And mm-hmm. including, you know, the JJ or the Kelvin to- timeline movies, mm-hmm. uh, and now Discovery, we've got so many new fans that, you know, there's a there's a spectrum from just plain old fandom facts mm-hmm. and the way show you know the stories around production just to just having a concept about why the shows were the way they were. You know, now people, oh my God, they hit the reset button every show. Nothing ever carries over from show to show. Well, that's because. You didn't sit down and binge watch a whole season at once. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It was episodic. It was meant to be able to right. be played on TV in any order, so that there was no issues with regards to continuity. And right. that is what it done. It was only Deep Space Nine that really pioneered the uh, way of uh, multi-part stories, really, and long story arcs. Deep Space Nine was the first thing on TV that I can remember that had such huge story arcs with so much going on in between. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they people forget this, but they played with it a little bit on Voyager, the, like the second season. Not Some very like, successfully. Any, any I know, I know. No, Jerry not, Taylor no. Jerry and the rest of the writers were never happy. They always felt like they were like they're like, here's the full plot and then we've got like this little Five minute thing that happens over six episodes, and it's always felt like it was shoehorned in. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, no, DS9 is the king of the running arc, and then, and then you know they tried it again with uh, you know, the temporal cold war, just never, never fit in on Enterprise. But it, that was forced on them by the network wanting a fallback. If if this mm-hmm. blows up in our face, we can use the temporal cold war to get out of it, which yeah. was ridiculous, but. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, just so much about not just sh- the shows, but the way fandom is mm-hmm. pioneer. I mean, you know, there have been just science fiction conventions for you know literature and maybe comic books were the way that people enjoyed science fiction, mm-hmm. and then the first you know film stuff, uh, the the serials in the thirties, the Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon, and some science fiction movies, but few and far between. And then post war, there were more quality sci-fi films but you know then you also had the the bug-eyed monster movies and the horror flicks and you know so much was so trashy that it didn't have a lot of competition and tv sure wasn't you know with the kitty shows and and then twilight zone was was a classic but it was but it was um anthology so yeah. star trek was the first time you know and it lost in space okay well you know it was fun when you were six or eight but other than that so um and you know, sadly, that's not the way it started off. You watch the pilot of Lost in Space; it's a drama, and Doctor Doctor Smith is actually a a saboteur villain. But but yeah, so Star Trek was the first time that anybody stood up for that, and there was this tension in early fandom when all of the predominantly women fans of Star Trek, of Spock and Vulcans and guys too, were showing up at these cons, and the old nerdy guy. Stereotype from the sci-fi world was like, "Hey, what are you doing? And why do you only want to talk about Star Trek? And why don't you watch some, you know, read some literature too? You're not true fans unless you go back and read the classics." And they're like, "We don't care." <laughs> and so Star Trek convention started just so people could focus on Star Trek. But then, you know, flash forward—that's the first time there was a media 
That was the only one for a few years. That lit the fuse that helped George Lucas get Star Wars, and Star Wars kicked things into gear for Star Trek's movie. You know, and then within a few years, you had fantasy yeah. movies out the wazoo, and more science fiction, and then next gen, and then more science fiction on TV, and and you know, and then the return of the superhero when CGI caught up and let you do even crazier stuff and do superheroes on movies, and and that's the world we have today. But that. Star Trek again pioneered that kind of fandom and that kind of convention, and it's what's um, become the norm. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, I know that uh, our time is very limited, um, Larry, today, but I just wanted to uh, touch on uh, whether you've heard any rumblings with regards to whether they've successfully nailed down a cast for the new series. Mm. I don't know. I ha- I don't think no, they haven't. Um, Cast. I know all along they were talking about October, mm-hmm. and and you know, we, you know we, it, maybe there's been a buzz recently about this pushback from January to May, which mm-hmm. is probably a good thing. I mean, it was getting to be apparent That's that what we said, yeah, yeah, it was getting to be apparent it's that they were going to be done right, you know. That it, well, right, 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 and it was obvious early that this was not be a case of some of the th- the short season shows where they film the whole thing. Before it airs, mm-hmm. right? It was going to be like an, you know, like old school production had always been, where you had the first four or five or six in the can, and that's when they premiere, and mm-hmm. and then as you're filming, you're still running the early part of your season. So, you know, good on not just good on them for standing up for that, but good on Les Moonves and everybody at All Access CBS to let them have those months and not, you know, hold their feet to the fire and rush to make that January because I know the. You know the accountants and the executives were looking for that that push of signups, obviously in January. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that won't that and they'll have other original programming. That but the the Star Trek bubble, yeah, <laughs> won't happen. The Star Trek bounce in signups it won't happen until May. Mm-hmm. So you know they're gonna. But in, in the long run, those shows are gonna be around for you know a billion years. So better yeah. to have it right. The old what's exactly. the old Star Trek theme about? We have to wait for the third season before it gets good. You know, if you can exactly, <laughs> exactly. If you can stick that, around, that that models out the window. Speaking of things that has changed, that'll never. That's happen. not going to work. No, no that's yeah. the thing. If you have an episode, if you have a season that's uh, absolutely crap, you are not coming back for a second. There's no not now. No. There's no second chances yeah. in this day and age. Definitely. Although, Although the thing about being streaming, like with being premium like HBO or you know the streamings like Netflix and now mm-hmm. All Access, is that they won't be so ratings driven. Mm-hmm. They can they can have the independence and it's all about subscribers and they're not competing for ad money with sponsors. So yeah, that's one that's one um, thing that's lifted that won't be you know hounding their backs. And I I would bet we we would have it. I you know I just am so confident that Brian and and you know Nick Meyer and Joe Minoski mm-hmm. and Kirsten Beyer and and the people who have no who have no Star Trek prior cred that we all know, but who have worked on a lot of the shows with that Brian has done mm-hmm. are really top notch. That mix is going to be with Brian at the helm is going to be um, is going to be awesome. I'm so excited. I know a lot of people are trepidatious and the the delay made people skittish, but I it's so I'm, I'm great. I'm very optimistic as well. I'm very hopeful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I see people either worried or people knocking this show, and I'm just like, are you kidding? I mean, like, let's you know, I, the give it a chance. Right. The 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 proof will be in the pudding, but for right now, good grief, this is the best pedigreed send off of a Star Trek, and it is starting from scratch. That's that's the biggest reason for the delay. Yeah. You know, Voyager exactly. and Nine had the same kind of time frame, but they had the mm-hmm. machinery up and running. Mm-hmm. And they're putting a production crew together from not just casting, but you know all the producers and craftsmen and designers and crew people, and they're shooting in Toronto, and and uh, the writers and the post production are in L.A. and they're putting all that together from scratch. Even yeah. the writers have been working for a while. The rest of the you know the physical part of the show hasn't been so. You know, give them a breather. I'm just I'm just glad that uh, CBS let them have that time to get it right. So I, I, I it yeah, worse. same, most definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. Larry, I uh, really appreciate you taking the time to uh, jump in with us, uh, even though you're on the road. So, if anybody wants uh, to get in touch and find out what you're up to at the moment, uh, plug away, mate. Yeah, Wayne, thanks. Uh, of course, LarryNimichek.com for my main website, and uh, the Trekland blog.com for the blog, and our switching to visual 
video series is there or at my YouTube channel, Larry Nemechek. At Larry Nemechek on Twitter is good. <laughs> and my new Instagram account is at Larry Nemechek's Trekland. And Larry Nemechek's Trekland is also the name of my main Facebook page where all my Trek stuff happens. There's also a Facebook page for The Con of Wrath, my documentary, and uh, Trekland Trunk, which is where my archival sales happen, if you want to find out about those. And Portal 47 has a Facebook page. And actually, Portal 47, I had one more thing to say real quick. October 5th, Wednesday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. I know that it'll be the middle of the night for everybody in the UK and in Europe, but um, look out for the contact info anyway. Look on my social media, check your emails if you're on my list, and if you're not, shoot me a p47 at larrynemechek.com. Shoot me an email to that address, and I'll get you the phone information, and then if nothing else later on, you can get the recording. But we're going to have a special guest from Trek History. I'm going to have a freebie telebriefing session for everybody to jump in on. It'll be a sample of one of the features that we have in Portal 47. And if you don't know, if, if you've been hearing us talk about it, if you have seen the page of Portal47.net, my newest design, yay, webpage, um, it's, like I say, it's an, it's an insider's guide to more in-depth trek for new fans, for old fans, for bored fans, and for fans who just don't know how much Star Trek they don't know yet. And I can't blame them because there are so many voices, so many documents and files and, and people that have worked on the shows that haven't had a chance to share their memories and the people they work with and their what their jobs are like and how it all fits in together to make the episodes and the series that people love. And um, that's what Portal 47 is all about. We say it's like a mini-con every month, no matter where your center seat is, and we go where no savvy fan has gone before. So... Anyway, I hope everybody can mark your calendars for October 5th, and you can find out what everybody's been talking about, why the program's been growing so much these last few months, and get in before I roll out my new premium level called Deck 1 of the portal. That's going to be awesome and amazing, too, and even more, <laughs> if that's possible. It's just been really exciting to be able to do something like this and bring these people and, and connect the dots with fans and hopefully, you know, give the people that are ready for this kind of thing uh, a whole new depth and a whole new texture to their to their Star Trek fandom if they're ready for it. So thank you guys for having me on. And, and hey, we got updated on, on news and opinions and, and what's going on in the world because there's so much going on with Trek. And again, thanks for having me. Time for the Trek Off. It's that time again. We're coming to the end of the show, so it's time for the... Trek Off. <laughs> Trek Off. Trek Off, mate. Yes. So, dude. Okay, I won last week, so I will... Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, I'll go first. Okay, it's a TOS question for you, Wayne. Uh-oh. Name the librarian on the planet about to go supernova in the original series episode... All are yesterdays. Fuck knows. I cannot remember. I've not got a fucking clue because he's, he's that guy that ends up jumping through one of the portals. Um, I know the episode. Mm -hmm. I know what the guy looks like. You're welcome I've... to have a guess. A random guess like my guess of the Fartikans last week. I'm going to take a guess that his name is Wurzel Gummidge. It's not Wells or Gummidge, though. Oh, okay. If this was a Voyager question, it could, that could have been right. It, it's uh, it's sort of linked to a to a special that we do on the show about TOS. It's <laughs> Mister Toz. Toz. It is a Toz. <laughs> a Toz. Oh dear. <laughs> Fucking hell. That really I, is the answer. That's it. I could not have. That's it. I'm awful with names of random characters. So. Oh, same, same. Yeah, okay then. So, dude. Yep. Which alien race is introduced in the Next Generation episode, The Host? Is, the, is, the, is that season two? Or, that's early, isn't it? I is can't it with... recall, to be honest. 
and I'm not going to answer any of your questions. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the episode with Troy, and I don't know if that would be the race that they're referring to, or if it's something... Do you know what? I'm just going to go completely random here, like, and I'm not going to guess some silly made-up answer like last week. I'm going to imagine that the episode is a completely different episode to what I'm thinking of, and I'm going to say my number one favourite race, the Ferengi, even though I'm sure that's wrong. It is incorrect. Yeah, yeah. But it's worth a go. It's better than Fartikans. The, the clue in the question is the episode title. Mm-hmm. The Host. Trill! It was the trill. Oh, for fuck's sake. Can you can you rewind and we'll record this again? <laughs> no, I bloody cannot. <laughs> oh, I can't believe that. Like, DS9 superfan over here and all that. All that sake. jazz. Okay, dude, hit me. In the motion picture, Nemesis. Uh-oh. The bad exactly. one. That's why I finally picked this one. What is the name of the Shinzon's warship? <sighs> it's something like the Scimitar. Oh, for fuck's sake. How did you get that? <laughs> it's not something like it is. You've got it spot on. How did you remember that? Because I'm that fucking good, mate. <laughs> okay, That's dude. Crazy. Your lifeline. Is it? I thought it was sudden death. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, it is sudden death. If you get this, you're out. If you get this, you're in the, still in the game. Oh, however, okay. I thought I thought that was it because you've got your. No, I went line. first. I didn't think I even had a second chance. No, 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 no. It's only if you get knocked out. Okay. It's only if you get knocked out. So, if you get this question right, you're still in the game. Get it wrong, crossed. you're gone. What is the real identity? I'm going to do a you here, Jude. I'm going to apologise if my pronunciation is incorrect. That's okay. Yeah, give it a try. What is the real identity of Kumtar in the Next Generation episode, Firstborn? It's spelt K. It's one. It's one of them names. It's K with a little hyphen, then M T A R. Well, not a little hyphen. One of them dashes. I was never good at English. I can talk. I got like a B in speaking and listening, but like a D in written. So yeah. <laughs> Go on. Just just read it out for me one more time. What don't, is? Don't worry about the pronunciation. What is the real identity of Kumtar? In the next generation episode, First Born. I know people will be shouting out at me. I really can't remember. Um, Law? No. No, that's just a, just a random guess. Is that Law. what you're going with? Yeah, because I can't, I can't think of anything. I know that's not it, but... Okay. Okay, once again, the episode title may may have had a little bit of a clue. And what was uh, the episode title again? Firstborn. If you took that as a reference to one of the crew members, obviously the question is gone. Yeah, yeah. But just to redeem yourself a little bit, if... If uh, if you take it that it's regarding one of the crew members, the episode's firstborn, who oh, has goodness. a child? Beverly? Next one. Wolf? Yeah. It was the adult Alexander Rojenko oh. who had travelled from the future. Oh... Yeah, like I said, loads of people have been shouting at that, listening on their iPhones and iPods, like, you stupid fucking idiot. Yes, yes. Never but mind. It's, Someone has to lose. It's a good episode. It's a good episode. We'll have to review it at some point. I enjoy that episode. Mm. Definitely, I enjoy the, the character, yeah. 
No, no, because uh, I lost. You start the uh, the outro. Okay, so um, I, I forget how to do it without repeating the same thing. Well, no, I can edit it all in. Uh, so... it, I, it just annoys me when someone says, oh, that's Trekmate for this week, and then the person who finishes says, and that's Trekmate. So... Or you could say anything. So I guess, I guess that's the end of the show. Uh, our time here is done. Um, okay. Whatever you fancy. It's time you guys fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's, not going to say It's time you guys fucked off and done something <laughs> else with your day. <laughs> okay, so we've come to the end of the show. It's time to... <laughs> <laughs> Let me rethink that for a second. Oh. <laughs> Go get a life. Don't listen to two fucking idiots <laughs> talking about Star Trek. <laughs> Okay, so that's been enough anoraking for this week. <laughs> My name's been Jude Dawkins. And I've been Wayne Emery. And that is... <laughs> Trekmate. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, best outro ever. <laughs> Space. A final frontier. Well, life as a geek is kind of laid back. Ain't nothing like an OS that I can't hack. I actually know the difference between PC and Mac. Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. Well, every time it's on, I can't help myself. I set the DVR even though they're on my shelf. I've seen them all many times. They're good for my health. Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. Well, I got me a phaser, got me a triple when Kirk's on the tube. I just have to giggle. Life ain't nothing but a space opera riddle. Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. Well, the vote's still out for Picard or Kirk. They both have their strong points and all kind of work. One likes to talk and the other's just a jerk. Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. Well, the Enterprise D looks like a lot of fun. The classic is old, 1701. Both had torpedoes and a phaser gun. Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. Well, I got me a phaser, got me a triple, and Kirk's on the tube. I just have to giggle. Life ain't nothing but a space opera riddle. Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. Mr. Data, warp speed, please. Please state the nature of the medical emergency. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. Chocolate is a serious thing. Greed is the purest, most noble of emotions. Make it so. Well, there's TOS, TNG, DS9, and Voyager, you see. Enterprise and the cartoon series. Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. Too bold to go where no one's gone before. Going on adventures, strange new worlds, and more. I love every hour I'm a trekking to the core. Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. Well, I got me a phaser and got me a triple and curtains on the tube. I just have to giggle. Life ain't nothing but a space opera riddle. Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. Leave me aboard. Energize. Energize. Yeah, the movies are good. The even one's the best. I watch them all because I like the rest. Every single one puts the crew to the test. Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy. Now spending all my money on merchandise I bought another collectible against my wife's advice But seriously, to me, it's worth the price Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy I got me a phaser, got me a triple When Kirk's on the tube, I just have to giggle Life ain't nothing but a space opera riddle Woo! Thank God I'm a Star Trek boy Interface complete Beam me up, Scotty I can't get no powder, Captain! Kirk's transporter room, report. 
Ahead, Warp Factor 4. You've been listening to the TrekMate Podcast. Would you like to get a hold of us? Visit trekmate.org.uk and boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. Ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. I am Captain Jean-Luc Picard, and I approve this message. Tweet us at TrekMate1701. Make it so.